Katie, that Katie was on the couch tonight with Greg. Totally. Hey, Bachelor Nation. This is the Bachelor for the Ages podcast, and we're talking all things Bachelor. The romance, the tears, the drama, and everything in between. So if you like it, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. All right, let's get into it. What's up, Bachelor fans? I'm Sarah. And I'm Debbie. And you're listening to the Bachelor for the Ages podcast. Mom, how are you? I'm good, Sarah. How are you doing? Good. I'm tired. Yeah. It's yeah. Late. It's late for our because it was three hours tonight. Three hours. But we are two hours too many. <laughs> we are dedicated though, and here we are. We definitely are. We have a lot to unpack, or not really a lot at all. Yeah. We could probably wait, wait, wait. Before we even get started, if you had to wrap this up in one word, this Katie season, what would you say? What would Wrap be your up word? Season? Yeah, like if you just had, a, if we had to say to everyone tonight, you know what, guys, we don't have a lot of time. The podcast is one word. What's your word for wrapping up this to describe the this season of the Bip season? <laughs> like you're ready to move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just over it. You're just over it. Okay. Because I feel like we're gonna have a big debate on this podcast. We tonight. are definitely gonna have a so, debate. So should we just get into it, or what? Yeah, we can get into it. We don't have to spend a lot of time. On our debate, we just see. Yeah, we just yeah. No, I'm definitely not. Let's go through in our chronological order. All right, so you know, they start with Katie reflecting on the couch, whatever. Tasha and Caitlin go to talk to. Now they're back in New Mexico. Yeah. Tasha and Katie break the news, and says their journey continues. And I just right there, like I'm so over this season. You know. Yeah, I mean, I. I guess at the same, at the beginning of the season, it opened up and it just created still a lot of doubt in my mind. Again, around Katie's, and, and we've talked about this a lot, so I'm not going to repeat it, but just how I don't think Katie has rescued relationships that she feels she really values. Like, she let Michael go. She didn't think of a solution. And I don't think she figured it out with Greg this time. And anyway, so I wrote a note to myself. She said she did everything. I don't think she did the one thing that he needed her to do was to say that, you know, she really loved him. But we're going to talk a lot about that later. They go back to New Mexico. Okay, um, so Blake has his one-on-one. And you know what I noticed is Blake, on his one-on-one, Blake ran to her. And last week, Greg did not run to Katie. And I just learned the difference, you know? Know the difference. But she I think tells- that was a really tough environment for Blake to go into with that date. He had known, you know, he like he was nervous around Katie's level of. Um, yeah, I, I just think that was an interesting thing. And I think he handled it really well. And they had a lot of fun at the beginning part of the date. They had the paint. They did the paint thing. And I just still I give Blake a lot of credit. I give Blake and Justin, I think, for both of them to kind of recognize something negative went down with Greg and that they really have to show up for these dates, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think she says that. I think yeah. she tells Blake everything that happens. Yeah. And I think that was good, you know, to just be open and honest about it. And he kind of said, like, I'm here for you. And I think that's exactly what she needed. So. Yeah, and he was raw. He was like, that was a lot. He said that. He's like, that's a lot. But then he kisses her and he's like, you know, I love her. And, you know, there's something about the two of them in that day in the beginning that I felt was a little awkward. There's something I just don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Um, I wrote, I wrote that note, um, but you know, they go through and then they get to the evening portion and I, 
I thought he was honest. He said, you know, look, I don't play, I don't play games with the word love, you know? Um, and he really, again, put it out there for her and was really there for her. Mm-hmm. And she reciprocated. Crazy. Well, I think that's really telling. Well, what do you think it was? Do you think she felt like this was always her person, or do you think she learned from her last incident with someone saying that they loved her? I was shocked. I feel that she um, realized that maybe holding back didn't serve her well, and maybe she needed to give up on that rule a little bit. Um I just, I just was, was baffled. I felt like she said that she kind of had this commitment that she wasn't going to say it. And then she does it with, to, to Blake. And I think that's just like an F you to all the other guys like Greg and Michael that she wasn't willing to really say it to. I guess she wasn't feeling it. I guess she just wasn't in love with them. Scratch my head. I don't think she Michael wasn't. is a good example there because I just don't think they were at that place yet. But I don't know. I think Greg put her in a position where she, I mean, he did kind of give her a little bit of an ultimatum, and I think that's not how, if that's not how she wanted to say I love you to him, that's not how she had to, whereas I think she just really felt it in the moment with Blake, and I think maybe she learned from her experience with Greg that she didn't want to hold back anymore in that way, or maybe at the end of the day, Blake was always the front runner in her mind. I don't know. And that was Do that. you think so? I mean, after that scene last week with Greg, you think Blake was the front runner? That was crazy. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot to say about that, but I think I'm going to save it for when we talk about her and Greg's interaction at the end of the night. Um, you know, I just, I think she was, you know, she had that date. She did the fantasy suite. Um, you know, they seemed... Yeah, they see, okay, so they go to the fantasy suite, they wake up, very happy, Breakfast they're happy, bed. they're in love. Yep, she's gonna uh, walk away with Caitlin, him. She talks to Caitlin saying, best day ever, everything clicked, yep. heart officially belongs to Blake, so she sends Justin home, feel bad for Justin, but cool. Yeah, not really, you know, I like, think he knew time it. time to go. Right. She, he and I felt bad, he, he, his interview, he said, you know, I gave her everything, I felt very blindsided, you know, I, I, but... But yeah, I mean, I guess my one question for you around this whole thing, and I don't, I don't think we have to spend a lot of time on the Justin date, but here, but here's what I, or whatever, not really Justin date conversation, but here's my question. What if Justin's date was first? What if his overnight was the first date? Then I think she still would have sent him home before the family. Okay. You think so? You think? I don't, I don't know. Okay. And I guess we'll never know. I don't know. I just wonder if the overnight date, if his overnight date was first. I, I don't know. I just wonder what would have happened. But I will I say. I don't think her, I don't, I don't think Justin stood a chance ever. Yeah. His face, the montage that they did of all his facial reaction was, was absolutely hilarious. I thought but that I was good. But I do think he was like a little dramatic when they were interviewing him. Yeah, I was like, where's the crying coming from? I was from? like, is this your bachelor audition? Because... Oh, I don't think he'd be a good bachelor. Not, not working. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. One thing, I, I have to I make a couple comments off a little bit off the theme here, but around her outfits. I'm going to say a couple things. 
One, I absolutely loved the dress she was wearing. Did you like the dress she was wearing in the in the after the final rose? Yeah, that the white, white dress. One. Yeah, I, liked I just it. thought she looked so cute. It looked really good. Yeah. So I was like really psyched with that jacket with that with that dress. I thought she looked good. The other thing I thought was funny is, did you notice on her two dates with Greg, she was wearing a blazer? She had a white blazer over her white dress for the evening night part of their date and then when she, he met the parents she came out and she was in this oversized gray blazer with jeans blazers and gray. are in blazers are in but i've never seen her wear a blazer on the entire season but she had two blazers with blake that night blazing blake i'm gonna call them blazer blake. <laughs> guys i just want to let everybody know here that sarah must be exhausted <laughs> because she literally just looked at me like my little blazer joke <laughs> was like a waste of time or something on her podcast. That's not true. No, that's okay. Let's keep going. Then we it's go to our the... podcast, and I I laughed. I gave you a humor. No, you're, yeah, it was whatever. <laughs> I guess I want. I'm sure our listeners agree that my blazering Blake comments are very hilarious. You can't even get the words out. That's so rude. <laughs> I'm gonna have to... Remind me of Aunt Lindsay right now. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So mean. Okay, so parent day happens. The mom and the aunt. Blake says, I hope they're not skeptical. You know, she says, I hope they're not skeptical about me and Blake. The aunt is cold. I don't know. I just thought that whole scene was something. I mean, I was, I don't know. What did yeah, you think of this scene? stunk it yeah. up. I did not like the aunt. I thought the aunt was so rude. And then I just thought she was like a miserable old bat, you know? Yeah. Living alone. But she had a ring on her finger. Yeah, she, this is the thing I feel like. It's like, remember all along when we talked about the hometown dates and even Tasha, she was like, you marry the family. You have to get through the family. I'm thinking to myself, that's exactly my, remember I asked you the question last week's episode, Sarah, you get, you get to the hometown, you love the guy, but his family is just like terrible. What happens? Well, the mom wasn't terrible. It was this aunt that was terrible. I know. And if you've got one aunt, that's not great. Okay. That's, no, I know, but I'm just Honestly, saying... Honestly, it's, like, kind of a meme. Like, it just I, I, I felt bad that he had to take it seriously. Like, I don't know. I just gave a taste of, like, her her life. I mean, it's very... I don't think they're for the boys in that household at all. And let me tell you what. If my son is going to marry into a family, I'd like it to be a family that's for the boys. I'm just saying. I don't know if you know, like, what that. All right, what does that mean? All right, what does that mean? It's like, <laughs> like for the boys, it's like, like when you're for the boys, it's like you'll help them like manipulate girls. Oh, I don't mean that. I just, uh, sorry if that's what it means. Like, it's I, like, guys will be like, oh, I'm for the boys. Like, I got your back, bro. Like, don't worry when you're cheating on your girlfriend, you know, for the boys. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, that's not my understanding. Yeah, not always. But... No. So, in my context, how I was using it is people who are, you know, who are supportive, supportive of, men. of men. And I just, an environment, I just think that was a terrible environment where they where they say things like it's up to Blake to handle girl power and you're not here because we need you to be here because, you know, you won't be here because we need you. We You're going to be here because we want you. I mean, it's just, it was so condescending and her little cute, cute, like, honestly, like, if Justin ended up in a scenario like that where somebody like, where, where his potential in-law family was... Just like that attitude with him, I would not be supportive. I'm telling you right now. 
and vice versa, Sarah, for you, if you were ever in that environment. But I'm telling you, that was, yeah, I think you marry the family. The aunt was so condescending. I mean, fortunately, the mom was better. I thought she was positive, and I thought, you know, that was it. But I think Blake's, some of Blake's stress that we saw in subsequent scenes of this episode were had to be somewhat generated by the environment that family relationship was in. Anyway, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I agree. I think it's a tough family, but I think I think Aunt Lindsay was like just awful. So thanks for the comparison to her. That'll keep me up at night. And <laughs> I think she was not nice. And I think the position she put Blake in was very tough. But like I don't, I don't not. I don't know why she said that stuff to him. She was she was super condescending to him. But I understand the mom saying to Katie, like, you're an independent woman. Like, this is someone you want, not someone you need. Yeah. What? No, okay. You disagree? No, I don't disagree. Okay. I gave my opinion on it, and I was curious what yours was. We're good. <laughs> okay, nighttime. They have to write stuff down on some spiritual date. I didn't really have many thoughts on this, did you? I don't. I just thought it was just weird. I thought... I thought it was weird, The too. whole thing is weird. Like, just make each other scrapbooks. Isn't that what they used to do on yeah, those days? I mean, they're in New Mexico. She was an energy healer. You know, they were having some doubts. They had both been through a lot to get to that point. So I understand kind of the, the context of that date and why that would happen. Um... You know, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it was, it is what it is. It was just kind of silly, which I thought a lot of this episode was. And I think a lot of the final chapter of the Blake and Katie story was just a little weird to me. Yeah, this anyway. date was weird. I thought it was silly. Could have been cut, you know? <laughs> yeah, but they went through it because they had to fill time in because there were not three of them and there was no more Justin. And so they had to, you know, fill time. Okay, so then Neil Lane is Tasha this time, I guess. And Blake is looking at rings, and He's I just thought out. it was funny because I was watching it, and it's like Blake was on Tasha's season. So I just think it's it was kind of funny just watching it. Like, at mm. some point, he was vying for Tasha's heart, and now she's helping him pick out rings. Um, but he starts freaking out. He's not sure he was able to do it. So what did you think, Sarah? Tasha said to him... You need to figure this out. If you can't see this, you got to let her go. What did you think of that advice? I I know what you thought of it. I think she was just saying, like, I think she was being protective of Katie. I think she was saying, don't, don't show up at the whatever that place is, the place that where you're going to be engaged and break her heart. If, you, if you're not feeling, if this isn't something you want to do, you need to go talk to her now. Yeah. That's but, how I interpreted it. Yeah. But it, she didn't say, go talk to her. She said, you have to let her go. So Blake maybe wasn't totally ready for an engagement. And Tasha's advice is to let her go as opposed to, it doesn't have to end in an engagement, Blake. Whatever. Anyway, no, no, I just thought I... that was interesting. I thought the whole scene, the juxtaposition of he's in casual clothes, you know, having this, you know, nervousness about the rings. And she's in her full dress, getting in the car and the limo and driving over. I mean, I thought the way the editing was on that was just... It was interesting, you know, for sure. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. 
So, I just, once again, love Taisha and Caitlin as hosts. Yeah, I do too. I think they're great. Um, oh, wait. Okay, so Blake is doubting, and then we finally get to the scene where he is at the engagement place. So is she. And it's just kind of like this not very romantic, I thought, proposal. I don't know. I The whole time, I was kind of not sure if he was going to get down on one knee or not. And... Well, this is exactly the problem for me. This scene is, I want to bring up a point about this. Okay. When you're the bachelorette, right, You or you're the bachelor, you're the one that gets the final decision on how the relationship goes. This scene, to me, was about Blake and whether he was going to propose or not. It's normally whether the bachelor or bachelorette is usually the, 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 the contestant type person or the love interest is professing their love and the bachelor is making a decision. The fact that the power was taken away from Katie in the very last moment of her season when she had planned in her mind what she wanted that last scene to be, the fact that she was the vulnerable one, that she was the one, will Blake propose to her or not? What's going to happen to Katie? You have to let her go. That whole, the whole twist of that ending, which is so different than any final rose ceremony we've ever seen. I just think that says, I think that's just a mess. I mean, I just think that's, she says everything. She pours her heart out. And we're waiting to see what he does. He's the winner. He's the he's the contestant. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And part of me felt like maybe that power dynamic shifted when somehow he knew that Justin wasn't there anymore. Because usually they're still going up nervous. They right. think they could be getting turned down. Right. And he knew that wasn't the case. Right. And not that it's really about a power dynamic, but it, it just, I agree. It's like, this whole thing is about Katie's journey. But at the end of the day, I was like holding my breath whether or not Blake was going to break her heart or not. Blake had the and final choice. And that was choice. kind of the, that I feel like that's been a theme in her the same thing happened with Michael. The same thing happened with Greg, you know? Yeah, I know. The whole thing was very interesting. They, they kind when, of took away her journey. <laughs> I don't know. They No, I mean, she had a journey. I just thought the power at the end was shifted from the bachelorette to the contestant. I have never seen that before. Yes. I can't think of another couple where I felt that that had happened. That was actually very interesting to me. But, you know, he... Alas, they got engaged. They got engaged. And I thought it was nice. ever after... Well, I think it was, I think it was nice when he was speaking and he made some comment about, you know, I knew, I knew when you called me trouble. I, I, that was an endearing moment for me in their proposal. So look, I'm a pretty, I'm pretty down on the Blake Katie thing for a lot of reasons. Greg plays, plays a factor in that. And you'll hear more about that as we go on through the podcast. But in that moment, when he came through for her, um, and he proposed, you know, I, I was happy in that moment for, for her and for him. Me too. Okay. So. All right. Now the Greg, Greg comes out. Yep. Katie walks right by him. Doesn't give him a hug. Yep. Um, I mean, she's angry. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of, in that whole interview, do you remember the scene early on when she was giving out roses and she went to give Thomas, everyone thought Thomas was getting a road and she backed up and kicked him out? Yes. Yeah. That Katie, that Katie was on the couch tonight with Greg. Totally. That, that 
Katie. Um, and I really, I know you and I don't agree with this. I, but I don't think, I don't think she showed up well. I don't, I think her accusations around him being an actor and acting school were inappropriate. I completely disagree with that. What, I mean, it may be true, but in terms of he went to acting school, but I did think Greg was true to his storyline. I don't think he did anything tonight that showed him to me to be different than what we saw on the episode when he left. And I think the reality is she's hurt. She is hurt by him and embarrassed by what he did. And... And I think we saw that. That's what we saw out of Katie tonight. And I was really disappointed in the whole thing. Yeah. I definitely think she was hurt. I think she... I think it's also hard for her to hear him say he has no regrets. When it's... I I do agree that the baseline of what she's saying is true. How can you say you're so in love with me and I feel a hole in your heart and the minute you don't get the reaction you wanted you decide to leave that to me doesn't seem like love at all that's not that's not husband material someone that just walks away when they don't get what they want i know but i reflect when she says that on that scene and when i was watching it last week and he poured his heart out in the most earnest sincere way after an amazing hometown and she looked at him like mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I, I was shocked in that episode. It was not that she didn't say, I love you, Greg, same thing. But she, she almost embarrassed him in, in it. And, and I think he felt not only embarrassed in front of his family because he kept saying, I told my family you were it. But in, on television, I mean, every viewer, like, I just think he just got freaked out and thought, I gotta go. So, I, I don't know. I know we're not gonna rehash. I don't know, but, like, I just, I just think that, I, I don't think that if you really love someone, you walk away like that. And so, I know that's rehashing last week's episode, but I think it goes, look, I wouldn't have, I think Katie came in very angry, and I wish she was just a little more aloof, like, at the end of the day, Katie, you're the one with the ring on the finger, and happy, so... You sh- I I wish maybe that was the road she, she took, but she was upset and she was angry in her, and she was embarrassed, you know? She is the Bachelorette. This is her journey, and I think more and more, it's like these guys are so, like, insecure that they can't let her have her journey. It's like, it's, it's like, a- I'm sorry, but, you know, jo- Jordan wasn't asking JoJo for that. Like, and JoJo did not say I love you to anyone because she remembered how it felt when Ben Higgins did it to her. So JoJo had that same rule. She did not say I love you to anyone. And those guys dealt with it. It was more, it wasn't, it wasn't even, it wasn't that she didn't say I love you. She, at some no, point. No, but you said at the end, if you had said I loved you, I would have stayed. Yes, at a certain point. Not in that immediate moment. It was her dumb look at him when he was pouring his heart out where she was giving him nothing. He poured his heart out on the couch and she said nothing. And then just, and I think he was just so shocked by that. And then in any of the moments where he tried to recover it and he thought, he went said, when I saw you the next day, I thought we could recover it. She still didn't go there. And I just feel like, I don't think, I don't think his intention 
was to take away from her journey. I really don't believe it. I don't think he was trying to rob her of her decision making and her journey. I think he got caught up in a moment with his family and in love and he poured his heart out and she was neutral. And I think that scared the bejesus out of him. And candidly, I don't blame him. And so, you know, I don't know. But I think this whole I, this is how I feel. And this is so and I feel badly saying it. I'm glad this we don't have too many listeners on this, but the podcast. But I don't think she's happy. I think I don't trust. the. I think that she. I think that she loved Greg. I really do. I think that that was hurt. I don't think she had the maturity to handle that situation. I think she lost him. I think she's hurt and she's mad and she's taking it out on him. And I don't trust her relationship with Blake. I don't think her and Blake had the same love that she and Greg had. I just don't think it, uh, I, you know, and, and I think she's, she's now kind of falling in love with the fact that Blake was my hero. Blake said all the right things. He was patient. Okay. I think you're I don't, I don't think that's where your passion was. I think I know, he, but sometimes it's not the pat. Like, how many rom coms have have there been where it's not the showy, best looking guy in the room that it, the lead thinks it's that, but it's really the best friend that was there the whole time. So I'm not gonna doubt her relationship with Blake. I actually thought Blake looked less happy than she did. That's funny. But I just. Look, honestly, like, I don't know if they're going to last, but I don't, to me, like, I don't think she's hung up on Greg, because if I was in her position and that's how he treated me, there were just things he did that weren't, that are not how you treat your future spouse. If he was head over heels in love, fill the void, that is not how he would have treated her. Listen, I think he's, I think he's in his own way, too. He's not, he's not he has his own, you know, he doesn't have tons of life experience, I'm sure, or love experience either. I think he was, man, when he poured his heart out on that couch, I was like, oh my God, he just so came through for her. Like, what an emotional statement of love. Like, I thought he gave her what she needed in that moment. And I think, I, I can't, I still could see her face looking at him. I was shocked watching it. I was like, oh my gosh, Sarah. I remember, like, wow. Like, yeah, I don't know. Up. So anyway, so I no, thought. but I'm not talking about that night. I'm talking about, like, when I'm thinking about how they handle the situation. And I, I agree with Greg that it was a two-way street. But I just felt like, like, I think what Greg said at the end, whatever he said that got the applause was right, you know? Yeah. He wanted something from her, but I think. I think he underestimated what he did get from her, and I think he let... I just... I find it super shocking that he would let that... If he thought this was the woman that he was going to be with for the rest of his life, I'm I'm shocked that he let that one thing, no matter how hurt he was by her response, like, keep him out. And then he never tried to contact her, nothing. Let me ask a question. If Greg did what we, you know we think he just didn't get the reaction he wanted but didn't walk away stayed do you think he would have won yeah yeah because i think she loves him and i think that she i feel like she the whole thing i think it's like the blake show i think she overcompensates with him like how much 
I think everything is just, I, I don't know. I see, I just see a lot of like. But I think because Greg didn't say she lost some of that love for him. And it turned into hate. Anger. Anger. Like, I think she despises him for what happened. And that's why we saw the reaction we saw. I think she resents him because I think, she, you know, she's not... I don't know. I just don't think she's where she really wants to be. I think it's for show. I just don't buy them. And may, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong for her. I just even think the way she showed up, like, with, you know... Look at that really, you know, did you think you got the last whatever tonight, Katie? Like, be classy. Like that, you just, your, your, your behavior towards Greg, he, nothing that I've seen, and maybe I'm wrong, has proven him to be the, a bad guy. He was a little, and, and I, I felt this way, that he was, a, I, I did think he was a little manipulative in their chat the next day. Which is fine, like, honestly, every... No one's perfect. Everyone's mm -hmm. got a little toxic energy to them. It can be a little iffy in a fight when you're hurt. Like, I wasn't hold. I don't think he's a bad guy because he had that moment of weakness where I think he was a little gaslighty. I'm not saying, like, that's a deal breaker. Like, I think people can be like that in a fight and he was really hurt. But, sorry, what was your question? Oh, but, like, I don't think he's a bad guy, but I can see how... That kind of infuriated her more. Well, sometimes I think, like, when there's... And he really knows the sad puppy eye look. Sometimes, sometimes I think when you're really passionate in love with someone, you not only love passionately, but you can fight passionately. And I, I just think that the energy around them, I think had the road been a little different, I don't, I don't know. I just... Whatever. It is what but it is. But it's like, at the end of the day... I just don't, I, I don't know what I believe. Like, I don't understand how you can go from declaring your feelings like that to walking away the next day. I really don't. I really, like, it's I think really he got hard freaked for me out. to understand. I think he got freaked out. Okay. So, like, I don't understand. Like, okay. I still don't. Well, she made it, he made a choice that was best for him. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I don't honestly, know. I think that's a poor quality in a person that you're, so afraid of rejection that like you keep like you let like yeah well, I think what he's is had that a lot what is that loss. statement you let you let the fear of something not working out keep some keep you from maybe attaining like the best thing that could ever happen to you yeah and I've been advised to do that too play it safe you know but sometimes you got to take the risk high risk high reward and mm -hmm. that's what you sign up for on this show so I think. I don't, I don't know. It goes back to me to that moment of total when he, she gave him nothing in that moment. And yeah, but in, she's but she's given him everything in the process. She gave him the first impression rose, the first date, the yeah, only one, the only second one on one date. Like she really to she to put it all on that. What she told him, she was falling in love with him like week three. It's in. It's there. Play the tapes. So to put it all in that one moment where she didn't maybe pull through for him well that's fine because he didn't pull through for her either like yeah. at the end of the day i just don't think it was meant to be clearly but i did think at the, at the end you know i thought he handled himself with a lot of maturity and class on tonight today and he wished her the best and she was just she was just i thought immature yeah i mean not how i would have handled it but i probably would have like asked him a few questions 
because uh, now yeah. you're in like a you're out of it so she could have actually said like what was the moment like blah 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 but also i don't know it's like katie if you were really happy in your relationship you wouldn't yeah i don't know you wouldn't be so intense i feel like i don't know i mean look it is what it is you know she moved on with blake they went riding off to the sunset and they're on their horses happy for them we love a happy ending i'm so over this season which yeah. brings us to the bit preview. Which was super exciting. Love it. Oh, my gosh. I saw Serena and Joe, which, like, I'm oh, so here for. I love Joe. I know. And I've always said Serena is a cool girl. We'll see. And I love that. And then Kendall comes. Oh, and it's like, Kendall, it's get out. Just keep, like, stuffing your animals. I hope she doesn't, like, make Joe sad. Yeah, and it looked like Abigail who was from Matt's season, who was a fan favorite, and Noah, maybe yeah. our little thing. And I also saw it looked like Becca Kufrin and Thomas. But I don't, I don't know. No, I don't know. Will we see a better side of Thomas? Will we see the with the real Thomas on the I on don't know. I love Bip. I honestly think we need something that's light and fun and not crazy. They did you saw they did the little preview of Michelle in her bachelorette yes. attire. And I thought it was so cute at the end with Kate um Caitlin and Tasha like Michelle needs us. Yes, I'm and so I was so happy, happy. they're hosting. I was like, yes, because I wasn't sure if they were gonna. I think I read that somewhere that they're hosting, and I'm so thrilled that they are. So listen, at the end of the day, all ends well, right? Yeah, we have a happy ending. We have so a happy ending. We have a great season complain. at BIP. We're we're happy with the hosts. Yep. We're moving forward. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Bachelor for the Ages podcast. We'll talk to you next week with BIP baby. Woo-hoo. BIP baby. Woo.